You awake? Yeah. I just want you to know I hate you. So is my dad. Human beings are disease. disease. I'm the cure. I'm sick and tired of having to eke my way through life. Hey, it's Brian and Mark from the Story Guys and Rock and Roll Bedtime Stories, a special edition of the show. We're starting a new series of episodes that we're calling Pandemic Playlist. Yeah, I immediately wanted to get together and make a pandemic playlist. And you, you want to get to be fair, you want to get together and make a playlist about everything. Like you'll call me yeah, randomly on a Wednesday and be like, "Let's make a Wednesday playlist." So this is par for the course for us. But I did think when this happened, I was like, "There are so many songs that didn't necessarily have, um, they they didn't make me think." in this way but now they have a different relevance to them right and so i want right. to start with you and i both throwing one do you want to throw the first song on, on our pandemic playlist and then what we're going to do just to kind of explain how this is going to work we're going to take contributions from anybody if you're listening and you want to email us we are the story guys at gmail.com we might call you zoom you in and have you drop a play a song on our playlist but you're going to have to convince us why it belongs and then we're going to call friends we're going to call old people we used to work with we're going to call family members whoever wants to be on the show and throw something on our playlist it can be hundreds and hundreds of songs long it doesn't matter but we just want to talk about music in a time where it's a lot more fun to talk about that than anything else. We'll keep it live on Spotify and share it on the site and you can check it out as it grows and goes. What's What song are you putting on at first, Mark? I've thought about this a lot and I have several that I want to throw on. So I want to see what yours is first. I'm just going to be weird because it's pretty fun and I'm going to take uh, Toxic by Britney Spears. That's where I'm going. Not one that came to mind for me. So bravo, I like you know, it. I, you know, because I was going to pick Epidemic by Slayer from Rain and Blood. <laughs> also, also a good playlist starter. But I think I we'll get more people to the party if if Britney Spears starts as opposed to Slayer. Slayer's like That's a correct. tough opening act. I, I want to hear yours. Yes, yeah, so this is the opening salvo. Go um, so I haven't. I think I'm going to go Splendid Isolation by Warren Zevon. Okay. I wasn't, pre- wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> so we could we could hip it up a little bit. Uh, you know, I'm a giant Pete Yorn fan, and Pete Yorn does a fantastic cover of Splendid Isolation on his Nightcrawler record. So we could do that. I, I was thinking I was thinking maybe you should hip it up by picking Bad Medicine by Bon Jovi. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta leave that to we who which one of our friends will pick Bad Medicine? There, there's gotta be someone uh, that does it. Is that Shane Collins? Shane Collins probably picks Bad Medicine. My, my friend Kyle Anderson will pick it. Okay. Uh, okay. He he does it in karaoke and it is absolutely outstanding to watch. Now I just want to hear him sing it instead of, you know, putting the track in 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 the lister on the playlist. Can we get him to record a version of it? 
I was thinking, you know, now that we're living in this sort of virtual universe and how we're communicating with each other, that karaoke sounds like it would be an awful, terrible thing to share at this point. You know, (laughs) when you're in a bar, it gets muted by the other ambient noise of barness. And there's some energy. There's just some general raw energy in the room. But yeah, if if you're doing it in your living room and making other people watch in their living rooms, it's going to lose something. It then just becomes American Idol, but with like a zero tag. One, two, one, two. Yeah. Looks good. Looks good. All right. Here we go. Okay. Yeah. Do it. Keep, yes. Sorry. Make all those noises. Get them out. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So next up, we have uh, a longtime listener to every project that I think Murdoch and I have done together, uh, a guy named Troy. Troy, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Mark. Yeah, and hey, I, I, I need to tell both of you because we didn't. You guys don't know what I'm about to tell you. I wanted to tell you about our Kevin Bacon about how we almost all three kind of know each other, like separately, um, like not just through you. Well, no, it's, through it's, the force, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> through osmosis. So before I met Brian. I worked with Troy. Troy was a colleague of mine. We had offices right next to each next door to each other, and uh, we had an awesome job. We had a, we worked for the really, best. Yeah, it was it was pretty exceptional. And Troy's a musician. He's a drummer, and he's terrific. He's played with a bunch of different bands. He's a metal guy, um, and I am straight up a metal guy. And one day, Troy did the pitch to me that happens with a lot of guys guitar guys who are rhythm guitar players, which was, hey, man, my friends need a bass player. You should play bass. I have been pulled into and, those conversations many a time. And, and then it's like, come on, you'll make friends. And then that's the weird, the weird <laughs> pitch. And like, you know, I don't know anybody. Like I was getting ready to split from like the gal I was married to and, and all sorts of stuff. So, so yes, I, I joined, I joined Boomerangatang. Everything was in drop C. It was like two whole steps down. Like it was like stoner metal for people that take gravity bong hits. It was terrific. I really enjoyed playing. And um, so it was because of that connection that Troy got me in this band. It was the first band I got to play in here when I, like here in Louisville, Kentucky. Only band I've played in. And so Troy before Brian ever met me, he saw Boomerangatang at, at headliners opening up for power man 5,000. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. So so he, he saw the show where we had like, I think 30 minutes to open at the very beginning. And we had like two songs left and the sound guy came through our monitors and said, this is your last song guys. And everyone in front of the monitors that could hear him started cheering. (laughs) 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 So Brian saw saw that. And so I never, Brian and I never talked much about that show and about anything other than like he, he was there. 
and saw that. And I remember, and, I remember Murdoch. Like when I met him later, and I was like, "Oh my god, you're the like that's that guy from that show I saw that one time." Like they, he made that kind of impression on me on stage because he was just going crazy. He was going uh, ape, as we might say, especially given the name of the band. But I will say, in defense of the audience, <laughs> we were all very excited to see Power Man Five Thousand put on an arena rock show in a club because those guys. I don't know if you stuck around. I think Murdoch didn't stay for the show, but those guys came out and basically yeah. like pretended they were in Madison Square Gardens and they had all of the lights and all of the costumes and it was I mean they're not like my favorite band but it was awesome that show was so fun did they great white that son of a bitch yeah. oh sorry <laughs> not quite not quite we, we got lucky uh, there, were, there wasn't too much pyro that was too close to great white because that, that was actually that was what 09 or something when was oh great God. white 03 that was a long time ago hey not man too- uh Shout out to the Boomerangatane guys, man. If they happen to hear this, uh, they're longtime friends and super cool dudes. And uh, I wouldn't have tried to wrangle in Murdoch if I didn't think they were just the best. I've always yeah. liked the name of that band. I've always thought Boomerangatane was a good name for a rock band. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoyed playing. I mean, it was yes, you it did. Was fun. It was, it was obvious, but I can't. <laughs> I can't give you crap because I'm the same way on stage. I'm, I'm a. I'm a loose wire, but uh, it was very memorable. I can still a remember a live wire, perhaps. Uh, yeah, a uh-huh. live wire. Yeah, yeah. that uh, is. So, so let's talk about why we're here. So, we decided that we wanted to. In the middle of everything that's going on right now, it's just incredibly difficult for people to get together, literally. And so we thought it'd be great to, to talk to our friends and people we know and other musicians and anybody really from different walks of life about songs that they would like to put together on a pandemic playlist, a collaborative pandemic playlist. So um, Troy was literally the first person I thought of because Troy is a longtime listener, first time caller. And so I, I got him on the phone and he was so freaking excited about this. It was I can't wait so to hear. I have some guesses as to what we're going to be hit with, but yeah, I don't. It was, it was, I'm going to hold him yeah, back and let him surprise. Yeah, it was. It was so much fun to hear how excited Troy was, and so it made I, me. I, I believe the uh, the appropriate term is giddy as a schoolgirl. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm glad so I idea- inspire that in burly men. That's that's always been my goal. I hope burly guys get giddy as a schoolgirl when I'm around. So if everybody's listening, the idea is like, it doesn't have to be literal, right? So it can be a little loose with the idea of what a, what you actually consider a song to be like on a pandemic playlist. It doesn't have to like literally refer to being sick or whatever. Um, you just have to defend having... it. You just have to defend it. So my point is, yeah. it can be anything. It can be a Backstreet Boys song, but you've got to come in here with some swagger and say, this is why this song belongs on the pandemic playlist. It might not have anything to do with sickness or quarantine but it might just have you might be able to tie it into our our list so it may just make you happy i don't know come in and defend it and troy it's now your turn to come to the mat tell us what song you demand we put on this playlist thank you gentlemen so uh you know at first uh when Marta, he has uh, he has prepared remarks <laughs> hold on let me pull this uh list out of my bra and uh, <laughs> uh so anyway um no, uh, you know, uh, at first I thought, you know, okay, you know, I started racking my brain and of course you don't want the obvious things you don't want, uh, don't stand too close to me or, you know, all the obvious crap right, that right, you're right. seeing on Facebook. Um, so, you know, I, I was, uh, turning the gears, uh, and I thought, you know what, um, 
The Last Day on Earth by Marilyn Manson. And not just any version, specifically the acoustic version that's on the last tour on Earth. You're, you're laughing at me, right? No, I like the specificity. Serious. I love the specificity, no, Troy. I'm all no, in on this. Right. No, because it's because, so like out there, yeah. But but you know, and I was listening to it. I was like, man, this is so somber and slow and depressing. Which you know could could be appropriate. And then I woke up and I'm looking at these headlines from our uh, illustrious president and and how we should cleanse ourselves. Uh, <laughs> protesters and you know everybody who's swimming in that gene pool and so my pick <laughs> oh man here it comes dare to be stupid by weird al yankovic oh man that is so good troy i'm so impressed by that pick i can't even put into words how excited i am oh about my that God. you can be a coffee achiever you can sit around the house and watch So, so, so Troy, let me ask you this question. How many times have you seen Weird Al in concert? Because this guy, is it's been more than once. Truth be told, I've only seen him live once. However, performed the oh. songs more than once. I actually used to Brian? be in a Weird Al tribute band. No! Brian doesn't, no, no, Brian doesn't know, Troy. Just go. Tell this, him. This is the greatest oh. thing I've ever heard. Can we start this band again? I will play bass or guitar or kazoo, whatever you need. Dude, I, I can make a few phone calls. We can have this together tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell him, man, because he has no idea that there was All right, a, so I like, used to play in this tribute band. Uh, this this happened in uh, – this started in high school, right? So, you know, we have had this friend of ours, you know, and uh, – the lovely thing about Louisville, Kentucky, say, you know, what you will about it, uh, good or bad. Uh, but the, the uh, creative gene pool is, is, is thick, right? Sure. Everybody I know, you know, some, some kids in some town, you know, they all play baseball and some, you know, some kids in some town, they all, they're all basketball players or whatever it is they do. All my friends uh, played in bands. We played music. That was just what we did. Nobody taught us how to do it. Nobody woke up one day and said, oh, wouldn't this be cool? We just grew up that way. It's just what we did. We're hanging out with these musicians and we have a friend of ours that went to school with us and, uh, you know, he uh, is a funny guy and, you know, ha- has these aspirations to be a professional comedian and, and so on, just like we all wanted to be rock stars and what have you. And he had this brilliant idea. He's like, man, you know what? Everybody I know uh, is a musician and, and they're hella good. So and and I'm trying to be funny. So, man, let's do this weird owl thing. And, you know, of course, we were just dumb kids and we thought it'd be fun to do and uh, we were just kind of goofing off, and you know we had the right mix. <laughs> Actually, sounded pretty good. So uh, yeah, so we uh, we started playing in high school, and we uh, carried it on through our twenties, and 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 played a few shows, and even did a reunion show not too I don't know a few years ago. I want to say uh, not too long ago, but you know how it is once you get to a certain age. You know, the other day could have been. 
yesterday. I'm starting to get to that age. 20 it is, years ago. It yeah. is weird. Yeah. But yeah, uh, uh, Silly the Weird Al tribute band. Uh, true story. I am so excited about that. Yes. And I, I don't, oh my gosh. I, I just don't think we're going to get a better story or contribution <laughs> to this playlist. I feel like we have really burned out early, but Troy, I am so appreciative of your time and thank you. And also true. Thanks for all your support of Mark's and I's projects over. The, I mean, I should see boomerang. I should have seen boomerang team four or 5,000 more times to make up for all the uh, episodes of things you've listened to that I run my voice on. So thank you for uh, your continued support and thanks for being part of this. Cause that I'm just so excited to be able to put weird Al dare to be stupid on this playlist. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Up next is a mutual friend of Mark and I. We both we both have known him for a long time, and his name is Jordan. And he's like I. When I talk about him behind his back, I can't think of anything negative to say. I only I only tell people how much I... They're like, are you in love with this guy? I'm like, no, he's just the nicest, like, coolest guy ever. He also has amazing karaoke parties in his basement. Um, that's the other thing you need to know. But here's something. Here's a fun fact. Jordan is in a band. He's been in a band for a long time. And he has all, he's talked about how his all his band members are his cousins. And I thought this was like a Ramones thing or like a White Stripes thing where you say that you're family and you're not. They're actually all cousins, I discovered today. It's not a bit. I, for a decade, thought that Jordan being in a band with his cousins was a bit. Well, we always talked about, about like being Menudo, where you just like hire in new members. <laughs> and so then we were all cousins, so we were like, well, we kind of kind of got that done. How is there that much musical talent to, to stock up a band? I guess it helps you get through the band fights, right? Like you, when you're yelling at each other, you just eventually have to come, you know, you're going to see each other at the family reunion at the end of the month, so you got to get it together. That's what I always say, and they can't quit because they have to see me at Thanksgiving. Do you ever play like the family picnic or anything? Yeah, we actually did for the first time in a long time. I mean, we hadn't. We used to play like acoustic guitars at Thanksgiving, but we set up full band. Oh, that's Um, great. Yeah, it was crazy. And we learned a bunch of covers, and half of us didn't know the songs. It was awesome, you know. That is uh, so funny because when you hear that, like, I think that that's like when you see a tall person that plays basketball, you're like, do you play basketball? I think when you see a musician, you're like, oh, do you play at Thanksgiving? You know, but like you guys actually do it. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, it's the first time in probably years. But see, our family used to do that is because our family was kind of all in a band. Our parents were in bands together. And so they used to just like get together and jam. And we always like, why don't we do that? Tell us where you can hear the band. Talk about the band. Sell, sell yourself. Oh, yeah. Well, Adventure. Yeah. Okay. Facebook, Adventure the Band. I think it's pretty easy to find there. And, like, we'll post all our stuff there. We're on Spotify, so that's a good place to go listen to, like, all our old records. But we've got a new record about to come out, and I just got them in the mail today. We'll release, I think, a, we just released a single called Back in the WNBA, <laughs> um, which kind of is interesting because... Yes. We wrote that a couple years ago, kind of about like inequality in sports. And then like a year later, all the soccer stuff came out. We're like, oh, man, it's pretty good. You know, we kind of nailed this. Uh, we got another cool song that we'll release after that called Kids in Cages. My cousin Joe wrote the whole thing. It's it's great. So, Jordan, we're, we're just putting together a pandemic playlist, and we need your selection. You and I text a lot about music and about tunes and Ooh. about the new Strokes record. So I'm right. anticipating you might have a Strokes song for us, but it, it can be anything. 
It's well, not a stroke song. What are you putting on the um, list? And I had I had a hard time because I mean, it, and none of my ideas were really like pandemic. Like they weren't like talking about that. But I thought about the one thing that it's like it feels like I am I am deprived of right now, and that is a hug. That is a hug from my parents. Yeah, from my yeah, this is true. From this is my, true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I started. I from Murdoch? I was thinking about that, and, and the yeah, song that yeah. came to mind, and the song that came to mind was Johnny Thunders, You Can't Put Your Arms Around a Memory. These are so good. Dude. We can pick the best people for this. So uh, my point has been that you have to be able to defend the song, but I think all the picks we've had so far, no one needs to defend them. They're just so good. Uh, That is a fantastic, fantastic choice, Jordan. But do tell us something besides rock and roll that's getting you through this uh, quarantine. I watched Prince play uh while my guitar gently weeps i do that a lot um, <laughs> yeah yeah me too i taught the kids this is kind of this is music related so this doesn't really count but i taught my kids how to play london calling by the clash oh that's Jeez. so you know? good that's so, what do you mean that's perfect <laughs> so and then we've done we uh we got a good board game with the kids it's good for the kids it's, it's called fun. pandemic no i'm just kidding it's called just... pandemic operation no um <laughs> It's, it's got like something to do with I don't know the name of it. It's got something to do with trains and you got to connect all these ticket cities. to ride ticket yes. to ride. I'm a huge yes. ticket to ride fan and I'm pretty good at it. So we need to have, I, you know, I've actually heard they have made an online quarantine version of ticket to ride. Oh, that's good. Let's do it. I think my we can do it. Yours. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. We're setting that up. I can't wait. Murdoch, are you in? Have you played ticket to ride before? Never played it. I have no idea what the hell you guys are talking it's, about. It's like risk without the nerdery. I don't know. It's it's just, you're just building trains across. You're building train routes across the country or across different yeah. countries. But it's uh, it's a lot of fun. That's. I mean, I, I've been wanting to. Everyone's been telling me they've been playing these games uh, with everybody across Zoom, and I haven't done that at all. Um, we played Cards Against played Humanity on Zoom with a group of uh, old game night friends, and um, it actually worked pretty well. It was fun. Uh, Jordan, uh, this has been yeah. delightful. I've been missing you. It's like really nice to see your face yeah. and I'm your glad to be your, your I corn think this beard. I've been on your your podcast. It is, which we need to change. Yeah, I'll do it. Thank you all. Bye. Check you later. Bye. Up next, one of my oldest friends and dearest friends. His name is Ben. He writes and reads things for a living, part of the higher education uh, catastrophe that's bringing this country down. Uh, ben, welcome to the show. <laughs> he's, he's drinking Thanks a martini and smoking a pipe. This is the most Ben thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I will also say we were on a video chat recently, and my son walked in the room and said, Does Uncle Ben live in a library? Because uh, the room that you are broadcasting from is, it looks a little library-ish. And uh, I salute you for that, sir. 
it is like uh, probably five eighths of my library uh, I am surrounded by right now. So, you know, a cu- couple thousand books. I don't know. So when, you know, we, when I, when I campaigned to have you on this show, part of my um, reasoning was Ben has been a big mu- musical influence in my life, but it was not in the ways that a lot of people who I would call musical influences were. You didn't you didn't put Zeppelin in the tape player and say, bro, check this out. And you didn't show me built a spill. And, you you know, uh, instead, Ben was listening to jazz when we were 11. And I didn't know any 11 year olds that listened to jazz. And I learned names like Glenn Miller Orchestra and Benny Goodman and uh, Bill Evans later. Charlie Parker. I, I learned about all those guys from this guy right here as he sips his martini. This is just so great. I wish I wish this was a visual medium. And uh, uh, so I'm curious when I ask you to put something on this playlist, if we're going to get rock and roll or if we're going to get something from another style. So no pressure. And remember the only rule is you've got to defend it for why it belongs on a pandemic playlist. It doesn't have to be on the nose, but you've just got to be able to defend it. Okay. So I'm actually not going with jazz. I'm going with Lou Reed's metal machine music. Mm. That's a joke. Actually. A joke. <laughs> I didn't know. I, I was like, well, that I did not see coming. I was, I was actually just, uh, telling, uh, my lovely partner about this, um, that, uh, I decided one night to actually sit down and listen to all of metal machine music. So I could say that I had just as an academic and exercise. I did listen to, yeah, just, yeah. Just to do it. You know, oh, it's sure. like, um, you know, you, you, there's certain books or certain thinkers in my field that you just have to engage with just so you can say, no, I don't like them, you know? Right, 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 right. And so I wanted to do that with Lou Reed and, and I was going to sit there and listen to and listen to an entire Bill Evans album, entire Charlie Parker album, uh, you know, just sitting there listening, no problem. I couldn't do it. I, I listened to the entire thing, but I picked up a book after about 10 or 15 minutes. Uh, well, yeah, it's just unlistenable garbage. So um, I, I did the same yeah. thing, thinking I would have the same experience with uh, the new Pete Davidson movie on uh, Hulu. And actually, it's not bad. I was I was I did I did not turn All it right. off. I, it was enjoyable. Uh, so if we're not going with Lou Reed, what are we doing for your contribution to this playlist? Actually, this was this was a no brainer, and it does kind of bridge the world of jazz and rock. Uh, the song I actually chose, and I wrote something about it recently, and I'd uh, be happy to read. It's not long. Is uh, as my defense what I wrote? But the song I chose is "King of the World" by Steely Dan, which is the closing track on their 1973 sophomore record, uh, "Countdown to Ecstasy." And I actually think that it, I was telling a friend the other day, I hadn't really, Steely Dan, one of my favorite bands, I hadn't really listened to them much since the pandemic started. And I started listening to them again the other day. And and what I told my friend was, it just hits different. It just hits different. I I love this idea. all All the weirdos and freaks and paranoid, you know, maniacs that they, that they wrote about and that they sang about, they just they spring out into life now in a way that uh, previously you know it, I would I would compare it to previously it was like if you watched Altman's The Long Goodbye his Philip Marlowe film yeah yeah, yeah. and you just see this world of of venal you know grasping power hungry weirdos 
and 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 you can watch that and go, oh man, it's so evocative, it's so noir, whatever. But then suddenly you feel like you're living in it. You're not just pr- watching the film, but you're a participant. Your 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 world is made up with of these of these kind of people. Sure. And that's what listening to Steely Dan is now. It's not just it's not just hearing songs about the freaks and the weirdos anymore. It's like oh. No, this paranoia is is part of the texture of our of our lives now. It was these guys all knew what they were talking about. All these characters were yeah. uh, <laughs> they, and it was the seventies too. So you know, yeah, no, that's where, you know that's a, re- a good reason to be paranoid. That's a really interesting contribution and a thoughtful contribution, different than a lot of the the ones we've heard so far. But I I really like it because um, I think you do touch on something that's like pseudo and I don't want to be dismissive of Steely Dan, but like the pseudo intellectualism of what they were doing and Mm -hmm. the kind of, which I think that they, they were in on the joke of that. Right. But, Oh, absolutely. Now you hear it in a, in this time period where we have a lot of people who are pseudo intellectual and aren't in on the joke. You know, and the perfect illustration of what you're saying is that Donald Fagan, one half of the, the two main members, you know, when he wrote his memoir, he called it eminent hipsters. Yeah. And oh, yeah. he wasn't talking. He, he was sort of talking about himself, but he was talking about the kind of people that he and Walter Becker were modeling themselves on jazz musicians and, and beat poets and, you know, Burroughs and Kerouac and Charlie Parker and people like that. And and the funny thing is, is that. Uh, when that OK Boomer Have a Terrible Day shirt came out, Fagan put one on and allowed himself to be photographed wearing it, right? And I th- I just thought that was such a great move because all true hipsters know when they're not cool anymore. And Fagan knows he's not cool anymore, so he can have some fun with it. And that's that's why they they were in on the joke the whole time is because they, they fully recognize that the world of hipsterdom is is as and i don't mean in the contemporary sense i just mean historically it's as filled with posers and pseudo intellectuals and wannabe artists and wannabe poets as it is filled with actual great talents like charlie parker one last thing about steely dan have you seen the twitter account of people dancing to steely dan yes it's one of my favorite things in the world i spent a saturday morning going through the entire account like i started at the most recent and i went back like a year and a half and i watched every single video that they had put up because i can't get enough of it It i i feel like i saw something where he had acknowledged it but i might be i might be misremembering that but i mean he's he is aware of the fact that like steely dan is is sort of enjoying a resurgence not just because of the sort of yacht rock you know resurgence that we've had in the last few years but also just among you know people who don't normally listen to the 70s smooth rock like i i think he's very much aware of the fact that they are they have somehow wormed their way back into the cultural consciousness of a very niche group which is, I mean, I, I would say that I have a lot of the same cultural sensibilities of that group. I, I mean, it's, it's what we were calling hipsters, you know, 10 years ago. It's what it's sort of morphed into as, as, as millennials approach their 40s, right? I mean, that's the thing. We can't really continue to be the dirtbags that we were 15 years ago anymore, right? <laughs> Every generation comes to that conclusion, but it just takes some longer than others. I think that all things considered, we've done a rather elegant job of it compared to other generations. You know, millennials, interesting generation of people to, to go through two massive recessions so close together. We're, we're, we're about to really see what millennials are made of because Jesus Christ, nobody else is. 
has quite had this handed to him. So good luck. That's all I have to say about that. Absolutely. Thanks again to Troy, Jordan, and Ben for being on the show today. And if you want to be on our next Pandemic Playlist episode, we would love for it. Why don't you send us uh, your name and the song you would nominate to be on the playlist, and we might have you on to defend it. All you have to do is send us an email to wearethestoryguys at gmail.com. Wearethestoryguys at gmail.com. And expect a call from us if we think you're ready to get on the playlist. You can also find the playlist online at Spotify if you search for um, Rock and Roll Bedtime Stories Pandemic Playlist. We will make that thing public. And you can get involved anytime you want with the show or with Murdoch or myself uh, when you hit up our website, wearethestoryguys.com. Wearethestoryguys.com. Dot com. Another Pandemic Playlist episode coming at you soon, along with regular episodes of both Story Guys and Rock and Roll Bedtime Stories. And in the meantime, until you get there, keep telling stories. Yeah.